We're joined today by uh, podcast with Frank Stepp. Frank, thanks for joining us today. Sure. Good to uh, be Frank, here. why don't you tell us who you are and what you do, and then we'll get started on our topic for today, which is a really good topic, I think. Yeah. Well, Frank Stepp, I've been with a company now, started in the end of my 10th year with the company. Wow. Can't believe it's been that long. Oh. But uh, working with non-profit clients throughout uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, and Indiana. Keeping me Do you ever get to travel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to see some beautiful country, you know, from yeah. the, uh, the high desert of Santa Fe, New Mexico, to the beautiful hills of southwestern Indiana. So a lot of, a lot of pretty scenery in there. Well, I tell you, Frank, you're a, you're a great rep. You've done a great job for us. And what I'd like to do today, if it's okay with you, is is talk about the importance of the service agreement, the planning and service agreement, and how that really helps us work with a nonprofit and their donors. Do you mind doing that? Sure, uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. You know, your way. Yeah, when when we I guess introduced this several years ago. Uh, it, it's easy for something like this to immediately seem like just another another hassle to put in front of a client to kind of muddy up the works, if you will. And uh, I decided early on that I could look at this one of two ways, uh, just, just kind of an apologetic approach, uh, apologizing for them having to sign something, or really look at it for the true value that it, it brings to the table. And... Uh, that's it, it's been been a real good process for me. Uh, you know, I, I take it from the standpoint of when I very first start. I usually tell the planning client in that very first meeting, just after we get a few of the pleasantries out of the way, that uh, we take our job very seriously, and that I understand one of the reasons that some people don't go into the estate planning process or they don't get back into it to review a plan is just because the uncertainty of revealing certain information to individuals and who do you talk to about it and what do you tell them if you do tell them anything. And, and I just kind of play off of that to explain we have a document here that holds us completely accountable for our professionalism as we work with you. This is our pledge to you. We're telling you this by your signing this, you and your spouse signing this. You're acknowledging that I've told you how important this this meeting is to me, and if you choose to go forward with me, this is my pledge that uh, this is a confidential meeting, and that it's uh, one of the best things. I usually say that one of the best things about it for you is that I don't sell anything, and you're going to want to know. Now, wait a minute. How is all this possible? If if you're not going to tell anybody, you don't sell anything. You're not going to ask me for any money. Doesn't cost me anything. How how is that? So that's when, uh, as, as you talk about, Eddie, in a lot of your presentations, the, the real visual side, I just, I just lean back in my chair then, relax, and I say, that's a great question. Let me explain why this great service is available free to you. And then that gives me a little bit of a chance to talk about the hospital foundation. Of course, I have, in most cases, I have my nonprofit rep sitting in the room, and uh, I'll say, you know, the reason... Uh, Judy's here or Carl's here or whatever is because they are the ones paying my fees. They make this possible for the community and it may sound a little hokey but it is a true gift to the community and uh, 
go into a little more explanations about if you walked into your attorney today and said, I'm considering uh, establishing an estate plan, reviewing my estate plan, whatever, then the meter starts to run as soon as you step in the door. You're not sure what you want to ask. You're afraid to ask too much because you know there's a lot of cost associated with that professional service, and therefore that's another restrictor on you to keep you from doing this. But the foundation has taken that completely away. That's no longer an inhibitor for you uh, because of their appreciation for this community and the people of this community who have made the things possible uh, here at the hospital through donations and, and other in, uh, volunteering of time, other, other participation, they want to make this as a gift they give back. And, uh, you know, I give them a chance to respond. Most of the time I don't get a lot of response from them. It's kind of a shocked look on their face. They're still not real sure. And I'll say, so now your next question I know is, what do they really get back out of this? Because nobody does it just for nothing. And so that's when I use your your words and your lines that you've used so many times about, you know, well, first of all, in many estate plans, there may be dollars that are either going to go to Washington in taxes or they might be able to be diverted to charity. But in either case, they couldn't go to heirs. So right. you will have that opportunity to pick which way you want those to go. If you choose charity, well, certainly, the Hospital Foundation hopes they might be one of those charities. Right. And, um, of course, I, I get some head nodding then, and, okay, now we're understanding. But I divert just a little bit there from, from maybe what some people do is uh, I just say, look, let me just tell you something. Uh, I, I realize a lot of businesses and organizations are different, but people usually think the hospital is rolling in the money. Because the last time I was in the hospital, they charged me $12 for a Tylenol. And I know they don't cost $12. <laughs> and so I, I just kind of point out to them that a hospital profit margin is so low because of all the indigent care. And I usually try to know whether it's, it's usually somewhere between 30 and $40 million a year that my clients provide in indigent health care. Uh, I'll point that out to them say they provide those services even though they, they're not being reimbursed for them. So what that means is, yes, they can keep the lights on and the doors open and make a very small profit, but how do you think they have the oncology center? Uh, one of my clients in Colorado has a simulation surgery center, and it's one of the few in the nation. And I asked them right then, for example, have you seen the SIM center here at McKee? 99% of them will say no. I look right at my nonprofit uh, representative and I say, Judy, you need to get the Smiths on a tour of that SIM center. They need to see that. Brilliant. And, and, and it just right there, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I think I kind of do want to see that now. And I'll, I try to know enough about it, just enough to, to tell them a little bit. Not, you know, I'm certainly not an expert on it, but I give them a little hint about the Sim Center, why it's so special, what's so cool. And I'll say the only way that Sim Center exists is because people in this community over time donated money to make that possible. That's right. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of how I set all of this up. And now they have, I think, a really good understanding that, this is about a donation, and, and I will be honest with you, there was a period in there, uh, I don't know, after a year or so when I started using the sheet, 
I didn't go into that kind of detail in those first meetings, and I saw my numbers of donations and, and planned gifts drop a little bit on those clients. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think um, people people will give if they understand the benefits and and of the, the un, unspoken expectation a little bit, but if you know, if you give this out on the table and say, "Here's why this is not only good for you; it's good for the community," uh, and and you'll see that there's quite possibly it's even not going to you know matter in any kind of negative way to your heirs, and it can be very positive for them. Right. Uh, you know, they'll that really sets that opening stage, and of course, my nonprofit client knows that I'm I'm stepping up to the table and representing them in a way that hopefully gets them to the forefront when they start thinking about those donations. Excellent approach, Brian. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where I kick it off, and then I don't spend a lot of time on the rest of it. I do. I say, you know, obviously, point number two is very, very critical and crucial to us, and I just explain confidentiality. Judy or whoever's sitting here will never know anything about our conversations unless you tell them. Perfect. And if you if you chose, and if it were best for you to leave a million dollars to this foundation or this hospital, and usually they'll chuckle, well, I wish I could, or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you chose to do that, the only way they're going to know is if you tell them. Perfect. Now, I'm gonna be, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to beg you to tell them. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I, I may talk a little, and it's occasionally I'll say, now, I also want you to understand, if you find value in this process and you choose to leave the hospital foundation in your estate plan, if you tell them that, that gives them additional validation to continue my contract for another year because they understand there not only was value for you, but there was value for them in this. Perfect. Um, you know that's great approach. It, well, I think that's part of what has helped me along the way. I haven't had a lot. I'll be honest. Most of my clients will not tell the nonprofit they've included them in the plan. You know and, that's the that that is so hard, isn't it? Because our nonprofits want to know and they push us for that. But the type of person we're working with, they're cautious people. They're just uh, they typically don't like to to. Uh, be outed when it comes to something like that. And I, I find mine, it's about 15 or 20 percent that will tell a nonprofit anything. And then it's typically I've included you and that's about it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, very, very few will come out and say I've included you for X amount. You know, they just right. want to do it. Um, so that's, I guess, you know, after all of that in the confidentiality, of course, I get them to initialize that release section. And, and if right. they will not do that, then I just say, okay, now that's your choice not to initial that. But let me explain something. When when we finish the recommendations, if I hand those to you, you're going to lay them on the dresser and nothing's going to happen with them. Mm-hmm. If you'll allow me, I will send them to your attorney and send you a copy and ask the attorney to give you a call and set up an appointment. And that will keep the ball rolling so all of this effort you're going through won't be wasted. But you if you don't initial this, I won't do it. Yep. And I don't want to have to call you back after you've sent me an email that says, go ahead and send that to my attorney and say, well, first of all, you have to initial this and send it. So why don't you just help me out and go ahead and initial it now? (laughs) Perfect. And, you know, those other three things at the bottom, the the 
dual representation is real simple, and and then the limitation of services you've already yeah. really addressed. Absolutely. So, yeah. Frank, if I, someone was if someone was to reach out to you and ask a question, or uh, do you mind either giving your email address or your telephone number, or maybe both, whichever, whichever you prefer? Sure. Yeah. Uh, email is is Frank at ceplan dot com, as in Charles Edward Plan dot com, and. Uh, that's probably much easier because yeah. if an unknown phone number comes in on my cell, they're gonna have to leave a message anyway. Yeah, yeah, and, and plus we're on the road a lot. We're <laughs> we're meeting right. with people. Frank, thank you so much. This has really been excellent, Frank. Uh, good. Res respect good. you as a professional, and and the day you joined us was a good day for us and for your clients <laughs> and for me and for yeah. me. All right, my friend. Thank you, Frank. Absolutely. Thank you, Eddie.